2: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue
0: bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
2: it is the best of the Joe Show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours salut using the french term today Je m'appelle, once again, French term, Dan Day. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Oh, we got a good one in store for you. Joe Rose show, talking to the man, the myth, the legend, Larry Zonka. Of course, the Dolphins going to honor the perfect 1972 team this coming Sunday when they play Cincinnati. Larry Zonka. Man, this guy's got stories that you are going to want to hear, so hold on for that. Also, the Dan Lebitard Show got some stupidity. Then Hawk and Crowder, tis the season of giving. But right now, tis the time to give you some headlines. Dolphins quarterback Xavier Howard had his knee scoped today and is out for Miami's final home game of the season against the Bengals Sunday. During that game, the organization will honor the undefeated 1972 team as the greatest of all time. The shorthanded Heat handed the 76ers their first home loss of the season last night, defeating them 108-104. Heat Knicks tomorrow at the Triple A. The Canes football team garnered a top-20 recruiting class in yesterday's early signing period. Some of the big grabs were a blue-chip offensive tackle, running back, and quarterback. No Thursday night game tonight in the NFL. Other football notes, Dak Prescott had a shoulder injury that will keep him to limited practices this week, but he should play when the Cowboys face the Eagles on Sunday. The Panthers finish up their homestand tomorrow at 7 against Dallas. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Oklahoma suspended three players for their Chick-fil-A bowl matchup against LSU December 28th. Inter-Miami CF has released their inaugural 2020 season schedule. Their first match is March 1st in Los Angeles against LAFC. Then their first home match will be March 14th against David Beckham's former team, the LA Galaxy. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. Ah, The Australian Department of Home Affairs has created fake negative horoscopes in hopes to deter Sri Lankan asylum seekers from immigrating to the outback by boat. Now I'm all for fake negative horoscopes, but this goes too far. A crocodile recently made a visit to a Florida neighborhood, surprising residents. The people of Satellite Creek were shocked because it's usually alligators rummaging through their underwear drawers and eating food out of their fridge, not crocs. A 7 month old by the name of Charlie was inaugurated Mayor of Whitehall, Texas on Sunday. Probably better than all those other clowns in office. Now on the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures around 70. Join Hylia Park for a free New Year's Eve party December 31st. Receive free party favors, enjoy drink specials, dance in the new year with live entertainment, and go home rich after winning your share of $20,020 in drawings. Visit HyliaPark.com for details. Oh, this is a true holiday treat. Joe Rose, he's a legend with the Dolphins, he caught Dan Marino's first touchdown pass as a professional, talking to an even bigger legend, bigger legend than Joe Rose, a guy that's had a radio station named after him, the one you're listening to, Larry Zonka. What do they talk about? They talked about being tough, bow Camper, breaking one of his toes, unnecessary roughness, ah, some stories about Don Shula going from playboy to prison, and then, the perfect season.
3: All right, we
4: got royalty right now, and let's get right to him. You heard the highlight. Larry Zonka, part of that 72 perfect team, part of NFL's 100 greatest number one overall team. They're going to have a halftime ceremony against the Bengals coming up at Hard Rock Stadium to honor that 17-0 and team. The best team there ever was, and one of the best players on that team, Larry Zonka, joins us right now. Larry, good morning. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
5: Well, I'm delighted to be here, Joe. I, uh, I don't know about one of the best on the team. That was a pretty evenly matched team there. I think every player <laughs> was as important as every other player. It didn't matter whether you were on the field. Everyone was second. the best, Zonk. I, Larry, that's what I should have said. Larry, right. uh, Larry I gotta
4: tell you, man, uh, and we'll get into all the stuff. I had a blast with you and the rest of uh, and Larry Little. That dinner <laughs> and I gotta tell you, man, and those guys all got up and told stories about you. Larry Uh-oh. I had a blast. no, it's all good, Larry. Larry, come on, we're all older oh, it was now. Good. No, the the stories were were great, and Larry got liquored up on that vodka, so it was uh, it was a it was a, that was a fun. night. I got to ask you. So we always hear about the toughness that comes with the toughness that you had and breaking your nose ten times, but that toe story, like every guy got up and told that damn toe story and how you relieve pressure to to keep playing when everybody thought you might be out. You got to tell a little bit about that story, how that whole thing happened, that had everybody talking about
5: it. In the pre-Jay Warm up. We had this uh, wild linebacker named Bo Camper who stepped on my toe in the, in the practice uh, routine <laughs> and filled uh, I had a big blood blister under my toenail and it literally killed me the whole game, or most of the game, and it got to where I was just going to have to do something drastic. We tried different ways of relieving it. Finally, we just gave up and drilled a hole through it with a drill. <laughs> yeah,
4: I know. And you got to uh, see these guys looking at me there oh when you said Sonka, that. Really? Oh, my
5: God! <laughs> it wasn't a pleasant affair.
4: <laughs> Sonka, I've heard stories about you before, but holy mo- Molly. No, that's taking toughness, like, Good to a whole new level.
5: Not. Well, it was just through the toenail. It got a little, you know, when it went through, it kind of went a little deeper, but it was still, Oh, well, it was one of the sorest things I ever remember playing with. But, I mean, it was, you know. Zong, did you, <laughs> well, you say so just man, through it was, the toenail? It was, you, with you, know, a, yeah. you, you think all these <laughs> mortal wounds in combat and football, and they're, you know, they're pretty exciting, pretty pretty way out. You know, and then you talk about your linebacker coming in to bump shoulders with you and uh, was all revved up and stepped with his lead cleat. <laughs> (laughs) Get your big toenail and drove it back into your toe. And you played the whole game hopping around on one foot until they drilled a hole in it. So that's a side story of the NFL. I'm sure there's thousands more just like it.
4: Well, listen, you've got some great ones, and uh, a lot of them. Uh, go back to you—the unnecessary roughness that you got for running a guy over. That's uh, well, you own that, that one.
5: Was Buffalo, and that was a little different. That we had had some problems. He and I—you know—he managed to get his fingers in my eyes about three times in a quarter. So when I had the opportunity, I—I uh, I got a right cross in. There's no two ways about. It. Funny part about that. The great part about that was that it happened on the sidelines. I was pushed out of side one well, a few times. I was running over by the sidelines. Just bit up through the middle, and we got pushed out of bounds. I did it. I had my opportunity. His chin was there, and I did it. I took the shot and caught him. You know, it was a good one. Knocked him. Well, I don't know if I knocked him out, but it knocked him silly. Oh, you knocked Coach him Coach out. Shula, Coach Shula was right there. Coach Shula was right there, and he jumped on me and said, Great hit. About that time, the red, the yellow flag hit me in the chest. <laughs> he grabbed me by the face. and I said, You dumb SOB. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, no, you wouldn't make it you through know, a quarter in no, this you NFL. Guys, Joe, you know what I'm telling you is exactly the truth on Shula. Well he he was hundred and eighty degrees in one and a half seconds if you if you messed up on that field.
4: Oh and 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 the thing is, Zonk, as you know, whether you're in the seventies or eighties or, or both, you knew if you messed up or had a mistake, or a play he thought you should have made, he was waiting for you. There was no way to get around him. The sideline was not big enough. He was going to get you. You weren't going to have to wait till film study to hear about it. You were getting confronted right there,
5: right? Absolutely, and if you did it twice, (laughs) I'm not talking about in a game, I'm talking about in a season. If you did that same mistake twice, well, in my case, he told me, you'll you'll be blocking for OJ tomorrow.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I always wonder, uh, because people don't realize the time you came in and 1968 as a first round pick. You had George Wilson before Coach Shula, and everybody said that old George, he had just uh, like one, he, he had a like a, it was a vacation, his camps. I can't imagine going from George Wilson, if the Bob Greasy stories are true, to Don Shula. What that was like?
5: Like leaving the Playboy Mansion and going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to you got to give George Wilson his fair share. George was at the end of his career, and he kind of as a you know wasn't planning to come to Miami, and was offered the job and took it for a couple three years, but he was really reaching his retirement age and really wanted to retire. And it was an expansion team; and the situation was just right to kind of lay back and take it easy, and that's what he did. And I, you know, I don't, uh... Yeah. It is a tough situation coming in with an expansion team. Make a long story short, Shula came down a couple years after I got there, and uh, we went from midnight till high noon. That was just, I can't make it any more drastic than that.
4: Yeah, no. But,
5: in their final analysis, we ended up with a perfect season, and I'll tell you something about that perfect season. Every guy is just as important as every other guy. It's the essence of teamwork and and coaching, having reliable coaches and counting on each other as players. It was the very essence that to what you aspire to. It's the pinnacle that never gets reached. And lo and behold, we had the right chemistry and the right people and enough intelligence and understanding and a hard enough nosed leader to make it. And it was just a play-by-play thing.
4: Larry's really incredible. I was going to ask you about the special chemistry of that group as through the years I've had a chance to, to be around them. I, we wish you would come around more but to be around a lot of guys down here and, and just see how special it was. And you're right. People go, well, who was the best? And they go, well, this guy well, that guy, and then you just realize it really gets back to, it was a lot of good, like Manny Fernandez, nobody talks about on these teams. Sure. Manny had like 15 tackles at the defensive tackle position in one of those Super Bowls, just dominated by himself. Yeah, really they, they
5: said something derogatory earlier in the week about Manny or one of the players on the other team did, and Manny took it personally, so he just decided to have a hell of a game, and he did. But let me tell you something about that defensive unit. That was the smartest, most intelligent defensive unit i think's ever been on a football field you go player by player and look at the intelligence level and look at the iq they made like six mistakes in the course of a season six major mistakes in the course of a season there's other teams do that in a the game they played an entire season the intelligence of that defense not just tough but smart and for them to do what they did you know a lot of people say in the nfl and it's been true for years i don't know if it is anymore you win games with an offense with strong offense but you win championships with a defense. Let me tell you something. We had standing ovations many times for our, off- our offense by our defense, but vice versa was exactly the truth. We stood up and applauded them. They got the ball back for us in three plays because they were smart and tough.
4: Just, Truly amazing. Just great stuff Sunk, I got I got to read you this because somebody just texted us in. X, We have a text machine where all our fans or people that hate us can text in. It says, X marine here, seen and been through some nasty crap in my life. Hearing that toenail story – I'm out. Christmas music for me after that. I'm grossed out. That's an ex-Marine right there. By the way, that's Who all these guys. We were, we were all hey, having yeah. drinks. Yeah, that story Holy was. Moly. They all got up. I said, you guys got any other stories about Zonk besides that Toast story that they did all night? <laughs> that's it was, enough uh, right there. Holy that was crazy. Moly. Hey, Larry, one of my favorites, and I I got to be honest, I did get a copy years and years ago. If you don't mind me bringing up some old times, the SI cover, Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid. Pretty special yeah. collector's item. You must have a couple of those,
5: huh? I think I got a couple laying around somewhere. <laughs> I, uh, I still see Kick. He looks pretty much the same. I look a lot different. I'm getting old.
4: <laughs> not really. No, no, not, not really. By the way, were you shocked that picture? The the number one sign got taken in that. Did somebody miss that, or what's the story on that with Sports Illustrated?
5: Well, that's a tremendous controversy. At the end of the shoot, they came after practice one day and wanted me and kicked the pose for the cover, and we said okay. And uh, there was just a photographer there, and we went out, and got our game uniforms on, and went out to practice field to another goalpost and did that. And at the end of it, I said, "Hey, do me a favor. I want to do one with a bird, so I can send it to my friends on a on a Christmas card, being funny between friends." Right. He said, "Sure." I said, "Hey, make sure that doesn't get in." You know, obviously, it wasn't supposed to get in with the other photographs. Sports uh, SI's story is that somehow it slipped through, and you know, it was supposed to just be taken and, and given back to me, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up on the cover, which is zonka luck.
4: The value went up on that for a lot of people, so it was good. Hey, Larry, got to ask well, you. Well, I
5: got. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you one thing. For fifteen years, I got letters from Catholic nuns that knew I grew up in a Catholic school that, that had seen that, and. I I was still writing <laughs> apology letters to nuns, fifteen or eighteen years after the pack.
4: Oh, hey, Larry! There's so many great stories. The relationship, Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, and Mercury Morris—all three so unique and so important in that backfield. Just, just talk about all the guys could do such unique things. What was, what was that like with those three guys, with the three of you?
5: I think that's the pinnacle, at least offensively, of, of the changes that happened in between '71. We lost a. Uh, Super Bowl six, and then we came back and went undefeated. Was Mercury coming into the backfield, adding a dimension? Up until that time, you know, there hadn't been three backs rotating. I think once or twice throughout the course of the NFL history, where a championship team had rotating backs, it just wasn't done then. But we decided to do it. And the only argument—that's the great thing about that—was the relationship the three of us had, had there been, and this is the essence of what I was talking about, with the first team, had the the essence, if there had been even an essence of jealousy or animosity between Kick and and, uh, Mercury, uh, we'd had a problem. But both of them are too big a men to surrender to something like that. So the only time there was ever any bitching done, if you pardon the expression, was Kick. He didn't mind if Mercury was sent in for him between the the 40s or between the 35s. But if he was down by the end zone and had to run either end zone, didn't matter whether we're going in or coming out, and he had to run more than 35 or 40 yards to the bench, then he got upset and bitched about it. You see, under Shula, you you worried more about how many steps you were going to take, not what the steps were. (laughs) Yeah,
4: that's right. The other story that always comes up, and, Larry, I still don't know, and I'm hoping to get an answer from you today if you were in on this or not. Because usually they told me used to – the alligator – in Shula's shower as he came in that one morning there. One of you guys help me out, Larry.
5: Well, Manny Fernandez and I went fishing on a day off after a game and, uh, Manny Fernandez saw a small gator up on the shore and bailed out of the boat and caught it. The only man I've ever seen catch a baby gator with his hands. And, uh, wow. you know, it was probably two feet long or 18 inches or two feet long, but it take a finger off you in a minute and bite <laughs> your nose off. You know, <laughs> in the boat When he got in the boat, I started getting out of the boat. And he said, no, I'm going to tape its nose. Don't worry. We took it down and it was in the back of my car. And at practice, it was thumping around and I, people kept looking over towards the park and I was trying to figure out what to do with it. And uh, Manny and I went and got it out out of, the, out of the trunk of the car after practice and decided to put it in Coach Shula's shower. We thought perhaps he'd run out through the whole crowd of front <laughs> office people uh, and uh, didn't quite work that way. But it, uh, it, the big thing was that we took a vote on whether we should leave its mouth ta- tape shut or just <laughs> take the got the tape left on by one vote. Oh, yeah, my I God. You, I promise you, I promise you, it wasn't Jim Kick.
4: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey. Oh, you guys. I could see guys going, Larry, you can do it. You and Manny, they won't cut you, but I could get in trouble on this. What was his reaction when that alligator was in there?
5: He came screaming out of the office and ran straight to the lockers where I was at, but I I heard him screaming and coming, so I went in the shower, and Kick was sitting there, and Kick didn't really know that much about it. Shula came out and started screaming at (laughs) Kick. Yeah, we had our moments.
4: There I got to tell you it's uh it's been great being with you oh, man. Uh can't can't thank you enough. Uh it's special for you and the 25 or 30 guys going to be there on uh, on Sunday with all of you and you guys are class acts and and two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, Hall of Famer. Uh we really appreciate Larry coming on and spending some time with us this morning. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you and I'm looking forward to seeing my teammates, the ones that are left. Thank you.
4: Larry Zonka. Wow. Drop the mic. That is an absolute
2: treat right there. Larry Zonka telling crazy stories. Download the podcast wherever you get the podcast for absolutely free, radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com, so you can save that nugget right there. Wow. Larry Zonka, the perfect team, honored the game this weekend. That is going to be just amazing. A great, great moment. Speaking of great, great moments, up next, going to hear from Dan Lebitard's show, a great moment for Ricky Williams? Or maybe not so great. It's the best of the Joe show. Back to the best of the Joe show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Please follow me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, where you can always step into the day spa. Ah. Dan Levitard can be heard right here on 560 The Joe weekdays from 10 to 1. Earlier today, talking about Ricky Williams' wedding dress. I think it's funny. And buying some magazines.
1: For those of you who do not know the history of this show, once upon a time, Stugatz created 790 The Ticket. Uh, He had some investors. He was the general manager. He was a host. And every time we would do a good segment where we interviewed an athlete, Stugatz would go and grab the phone and try to offer that person an (laughs) afternoon show or a midday show. But Stugatz (laughs) has had the idea for a long time. And it's a good idea and it's the right idea and it's also an idea We have never bothered to do because we get good ideas and then just wander off and let someone else cash in on them because we are uh, a bit sloppy, disorganized, lazy, and dysfunctional. So, Stugatz, for many years, has been saying these football players, when they're done with football, speak more freely than they do when they're in football and they have these great stories to tell. That idea is now being done by Bleacher Report Untold Stories, where they go and talk to athletes who will uh, remind you of a certain time in. In your life, and they can speak freely and tell some of the stories that you might not have heard from their career. And he did one with Ricky Williams here a couple of days ago that was interesting, as Ricky Williams always is. And in that one, Ricky Williams tells the story of how he ended up in a wedding dress on the cover of ESPN the magazine with Mike Ditka. And uh, he says I uh, that it was my suggestion It was not my suggestion. It was ESPN, the magazine asking through me <laughs> whether or not he would do it. And he thought it was funny. But it speaks to the naivete of the time that both of us thought it would be funny. What it ended up being was a controversy. What it ended up being at that time in America is how could a running back who looks like Ricky Williams, which is what Ricky found funny about the joke, dress up as a woman and get married to Mike Ditka? The look of that was something that was viewed in those circles as really controversial and people did not like it, Stugatz. Like it was, and I had a total blind spot for it. I thought, even back then, I thought, well, this would be funny, right? People seeing Mike Ditkin, a tuxedo, and Ricky Williams, all muscles on top of muscles, in a wedding dress. This will be funny, correct? It was not received that
4: way. Did Ricky think it was gonna be received
3: well? Yeah, well
1: he just thought it would be funny. He thought, he thought, like I thought, both of us thought, that there wouldn't be any harm in it, that there wouldn't be anything other than, this is a, this is a, fun funny magazine cover
4: was he prepared for that kind of backlash no no but that's but that's what i'm talking about what was his reaction to all of that like was like when like when he got the backlash when people were like getting on ricky williams for doing that how did he respond to that i would say
1: it's confusing to both of us i had to apologize to him because um i gave him bad advice i did not see that coming in any way and i had to apologize to him because and i don't I don't remember him being too bothered by it, because uh, people always thought he was weird. To me, that's the thing that always made him unrelentingly interesting is that he was willing to be a little different without caring too much what others thought. I guess
4: that's what I was kind of getting at, because I've gotten to know Ricky a little bit just through you, just from having him on the show and hearing stories about him. It doesn't seem like he'd be bothered by much. You would feel terrible for giving him bad advice. He thinks
1: we're the weird one. Like, we judge him as weird, whoever it is we is, uh, Sports America. He thinks that we're the weird ones because uh isn't it funny i'm i'm asking you if i tell you heisman trophy i don't know if it's still the biggest trophy in sports i guess it probably is right the heisman trophy is it the best the best award in sports the guy certainly at that time in america winning the heisman trophy as the rushing leader at texas was something that mattered and he was interesting and fun and and a bit of, you know, a bit of an eccentric. So to me, when you talk about magazine covers, and it's even even that phrase, practically out of touch now. I mean, I, I was surprised in the grocery store the other day to see that there's still magazines. There's still magazines they're putting uh, on the counters there. They, it can't be something that's very profitable anymore, given how much people get from the Internet.
0: That's the only time I look at a magazine. I love to peruse through a magazine. Oh, that's a grocery great. Line. When you're online. Oh, it's it's great. I don't buy it either. I just look at it and put it right back. Little People magazine, some gossip. Put it yep. right back. Yeah, it's great. You guys still buy the fantasy magazines before fantasy oh, drafts? Print no, no. No, out no, no, the no. top three. Oh 000. no, I still buy them, and then I start going through them, and then I'm like, this takes a really long You're time. You're like I turning pages, go, pages every three players. I have oh, one no. list with every guy on it. Yeah, I just do a Google search. It's like ten <laughs> times faster. And then I always think, why did I spend nine dollars on this magazine that I'm didn't use for one afternoon? Why did you? I don't know. And guess what? Next year I'm going to buy another one. I'm going to be two. confused
1: by your. Well, own sometimes
0: behavior. I'll go through. I'll get like three. and I'm like, I need to have options here and I just start rifling through them. I'm like, yeah, I wasted $27 on magazines today. By the way, you're right about that untold stories. That's a real groundbreaking uh, thing they're doing.
4: Interviews. Dave Wonstadt once gave Ricky Williams the ball 775 times in two seasons.
2: <laughs> Always laughing with Dan Levitard. I thought Ricky Williams wearing the wedding dress with Mike Ditka was awesome, and I'm a Saints fan. I'm from New Orleans. Cool stuff. Of course, Ricky Williams made it happen here in Miami also. Much love for Ricky Williams. Kind of an eccentric, and I kind of feel that, you know? If you've ever seen me, you would know. You can check me out on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Find out my eccentricities. Eccentric? Hawk and Crowder? Next, Best of the Joe Show. Back for the third segment of the Best of the Joe Show. I am Dan Day, and I work with Hawk and Crowder. When I say work, I use that term very loosely. We pretty much play around afternoons 3 to 6 here on 560 The Joe. Slip in a little bit of sports. Hawk and Crowder got serious, though, today. They were out at the Boys and Girls Club in Fort Lauderdale collecting gifts for Crowder's toy drive, because it is, after all, the season of giving. Also, they're going to talk about the heat, bringing the heat, that 2-3 zone, shutting them down, plus Solana's legendary headlines
6: Uh oh yes. someone's walking in with something gummy bears someone just delivered us gummy bears he brought a whole bunch of toys yes, too thank sir. you sir i'm gonna tell you everybody Always. what we're doing here at the lester h white boys and girls club now these are black forest gummy bears we were turned on to albanese from tree our engineer be interesting to see because uh, they feel nice and uh, yeah, hand them over here nice and yeah, dry. Boy. those are mine jack <laughs> Man,
3: we got some days off coming up soon.
6: We uh, we are live at the Lester H. White Boys and Girls Club in Fort Lauderdale. And this is Channing Crowder's eighth annual toy drive to benefit the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County. Yes. And uh, we are looking right now at two uh, already filled with toys. Tables and a christmas tree with more presents underneath that and uh throughout the afternoon people will be stopping by the listeners always bring it strong sponsors will be stopping by in fact uh my friend stacy schrager is here from uh san bernardo ice cream she is going to be giving ice cream are they ice cream cups or sandwiches what do you got there stacy
3: sandwiches. Ooh. Ooh,
6: look at those. The cookie sandwiches. Those are so good. She's got them for all the kids that yep. come to the Boys and Girls Club today. So thank you, San Bernardo ice cream. And uh, we, are, uh, we are situated as we are every year at this Boys and Girls Club where we do the show, but we ask you to bring out new unwrapped toys for boys and girls ages 6 to 16. Yes, and uh, we've already got a great start. And uh, I would imagine by 6 o'clock Clock, we're gonna have just a, an unbelievable amount of <laughs> toys here, and always a always a fun day.
3: Yes, and me and these toys here, we got them from uh, Walmart. Gave us a great deal, gave us a bunch of discounts, and. Uh, Shaker Reddy of the Gumaconda Reddy Foundation. He went half on me with the toys. And just want to say thank you to everybody that's coming out today and the people that helped me in the past and the people that helped us today because we're going to see them. If you don't get down here, you know. If you get out at the right time, you'll see the kids. But it really, it it, make, it makes it makes their day right now. Coming in knowing that now we have ice cream to give them and a toy. How how much happier can a kid be? I mean, uh, you get out of school.
6: yeah, I'm trudging over to the Boys and Girls Club, wait for uh, Mom or Dad to pick me up. And you walk in, there's toys all over. You know you're going. Going Home with something, yes. and then you see the San Bernardo ice cream, <laughs> and you go, "All right, I'm uh, I'm digging something. into an ice cream sandwich." I mean, things are uh, things are happening. In fact, uh, Barney, one of our sales guys out here, he was telling me that uh, your friends at Dade County Federal Credit Union yes. are bringing uh, gift cards yep. for the kids and whatnot. Yeah, uh, going to so give them to the parents? To the parents, help uh, them
3: out with the uh, the meal awesome. or whatever it is. Yeah, man, it's the whole thing, and I love, it keeps growing every year. And just I know there's more names that we both need to say, but just Thank you, thank you so much. We'll get to you throughout the day, but thank you to everybody that helps out with this. In fact, my
6: guy, uh, longtime listener D.W. Yeah, D.W. D.W. came out with some toys. He's gonna go see the Star Wars movie now. Giving out his business, he's gonna get real (laughs) (laughs) angry. He's gonna get real angry. Uh, We're at the Lester H. White Boys and Girls Club. It is in Fort Lauderdale you got to say it the right way right because it, it makes it sound like i'm saying the white boys and girls club and you know i uh
3: Lester H White boys Whites. and girls club right. possessive i'm going to get to put that, that apostrophe s <laughs> right. on that right. we're
6: going to take donations for an apostrophe s <laughs> donate it Lester H White's boys and girls club so uh it, it, you'll get off on Davy Boulevard from 95 West. There is that McDonald's that's yes. right there. You take a left at the McDonald's. There's a Flanagan's, I think you had said. Uh, yeah,
3: Flanagan's is 27th. You take a left on 27th and a left on 15th, and you'll see the club right there on your right.
6: So, uh, But you could text in 67974. You could text in 67974, and Solana can text you back the exact address where we are if you want to put it into your GPS and stop by with a new unwrapped toy for the boys and girls here and so what happens is all the kids that are coming to this particular boys and girls club after school today they will all walk out of here with a toy and then the remaining toys and there will be lots just looking at what we're already looking at the remaining toys will be distributed amongst other boys and girls clubs in Broward County
3: yes and there's 12 and um, we know we're getting them to that double digit area seven eight nine so we're continuing to grow and hopefully you help out today and uh, like you said I see more toys in Last year, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot more. But thanks again for everybody that comes out, and it's no big deal. Stop by anywhere, five dollar, yep. ten dollar yep. toy, just grab it. You're going to the kids; they are so appreciative of anything you 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 bring down here and just change, you know, change them like you're saying. a normal they get off of school. Yep. Now I get ice cream and a toy. You see their faces, parents start crying. I get a little emotional sometimes, but it, it is it's a great thing to be a part of. And uh, we
6: ask you, obviously, it's a little special show. Although we're going to do our
3: typical show, we've got all our regular uh,
6: cast of nonsense coming on, but uh, throughout the show we'll be reminding you where we are, and why we're here, and uh, and how uh, how much we would appreciate you stopping by with a new unwrapped toy. The Heat last night, that was an impressive, as impressive a victory as you'll see out of a team. Like, that, that yeah. said a lot to me. In fact, I was talking with Barney before the show started. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, to me, in my mind, at this point already in their careers, having played together, they're not new. They should be more like co- Kobe and Shaq, if they're like, they should be a one-two punch that feels unstoppable. And they don't to me, they don't scare me.
3: They don't scare me, and Ben Simmons isn't a scorer. He's 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 timid. He's extremely athletic. Like yes. the stuff you see him do is just impressive. But like you're saying, just to take the ball and say, "Give it here, move out the way, move out the way." I don't think he, I don't think he has that in his he game. He does not. He and does not have that. He doesn't have it in him.
6: You know what? Nope. That's even better. It's, it's not his game because he probably does have it in his game.
3: He doesn't have it in him. Well, well Hawk, when you cheer when he shoots a three before it even goes yeah. in, I, yeah. I don't. He's not. He doesn't have range. Yep. But yep. no, his nobody even, doesn't even like even, to drive like. As big as he is. was, yes. he a six foot eight center. I mean, six foot eight point guard.
6: It's the it's the thing that we talked about, you know, so many times with LeBron, where a guy that size should be able to impose his will more often than he does. Ben Simmons rarely does it. It's uh, very streaky, very streaky.
3: <laughs> it was funny last night listening and reading some stuff today coming in. I asked Will about it. They act like his own defenses, something never seen before on this side of the Mississippi. Everybody, everybody like, was
6: raving about
3: it. <laughs> two three zone. I don't even play basketball. Where I've run that in the back y'all with my kid. They
6: were raving about its success last night. (laughs) It was crazy. But it was fun, man. Heat handled that game, withstood the comeback from Philadelphia. Like, that was, again, as impressive a victory as you'll see.
3: When the game started, about the first ten minutes, I said, "Uh uh-oh.
6: Right, because it looked like Philadelphia was going to run them off the court.
3: And that second quarter? Yep. Oh, my goodness. They just came out. And It's really what you you saw what they always talk about. Defense creates offense. That's what you saw all night. Solana, you're our
6: resident Heat fan. Uh, If I told you Heat and Sixer in a seven-game playoff series. What do you think? Heat in five no matter what. I'm telling you, I, because again, I'm not discounting Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Like, no. I'm not discounting them. But I'm telling you, they don't look like a one-two punch that you feel like they should look like at this point in in their playing tenure together.
3: No. You know what I mean? No, because like you said it, Kobe, Shaq, seeing that stuff. A uh, Wade and Shaq when he came down here to have that big of uh, an athletic of a center and a dominant all star point guard. It doesn't look. It doesn't look. It like doesn't look nearly to. like no. that. Hawk? They should. They should
6: be uh, striking fear in the hearts of everyone. I don't want to go up against those two guys, and I I just don't feel it from them. Not that no. they didn't handle the Heat before, but I'm saying to go into their high and do that to them, I, I thought it was a really impressive victory by them.
3: And a lot of criticism uh, they were talking about during the game too, I guess, of this entire season in Joel Embiid. Because they don't have a bad record, but I guess people are seeing that they're not dominating right. as you think they would have dominated. Right. That's the problem there because they, the process, is it successful yet? No, I don't think so.
5: No. I don't think so. Having a
3: good record in the East is not successful. No, you've
6: you've got to get to the you've got to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA Finals. Like to to go through what Philadelphia went through, they got to get to the NBA Finals with that kind of talent on that team. And
3: they don't have Jimmy anymore, right? And that's who was stepping up last year in the playoffs.
6: And and the thing was though, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid did not want to defer. I don't think to Jimmy the way the Heat roster likes to defer to him, and so that neutered him and his abilities. I believe, a little bit. Some of the kids already getting here after school. It exciting to see people walking in. Let's get uh, headlines back from the studio with Alejandro Solana.
0: Speaking of the Miami Heat, they did, in fact, end Philadelphia's undefeated win streak at home this season they'll host the new york knickerbockers tomorrow night the knicks 7 and 21 coming into miami
6: all right it was
3: uh, exciting and groggage is gonna play and uh, and that adds a whole new dimension by the way and Woj Nanowski wasn't gonna give Ira his damn credit, and Ira demanded and Ira it. Ira snapped on <laughs> him. Ira on demanded <laughs> it, as I've been reporting for a week. That was and funny.
6: Woj Woj took a step back. <laughs> yeah, Ira, I see you, Ira. You
3: better ba- you better give me some credit, I Woj.
6: I see you, Ira. Somebody texts in: Butler and Bam will own Embiid and Simmons. Better duo.
3: Looked like it last night. I- I'm telling you, and I don't want to
6: go that far because Bam, as good as he is. Should not be in the category of Joel Embiid, but
0: but why why do we have I, to keep saying I, I don't that?
6: know I don't know like sometimes the selling point or the narrative on a guy doesn't always match the on court performance but it takes a while before you really get to the point where you go yeah that's not
3: exactly but like yeah.
6: it it's hard for me to get to the point that Bam is going to be anywhere near Joel Embiid yeah but because
3: even last night so they do that hey, pump your brakes pump your then they go and beat Toronto in Toronto hey pump your brakes right then they they play right Right. to the wire with LeBron, and people will blame it on the refs. I'm not that type of guy. Who they can play right with the best team in the league, but still pump your brakes. When are we allowed not to pump the brakes? Like, is it so many games in the season? When can you say – because you asked it a a lot last week, and you've asked it this week. Are the Heat elite? And nobody will say yes. But what are they? Because
0: they're beating good teams. Let's continue on with our headlines. What do you got, Solandria? That was interesting really quickly, by the way, right, with Ira and Adrian Wojnarowski because you don't really (laughs) see that from Ira too much, do you?
6: All he did was retweet what Woj. What? (laughs) Yeah. We're
0: going back to this. We got action.
3: Jack. Wow. I didn't see this coming. Ira minus 28,000. Really? Oh, with
6: Woj? Are we talking about a fight or like reporting? Both. Well, because I got
3: Woj on the reporting. (laughs) I'm talking about an alley fight, though. Ira, oh. Ira, stays in shape. Ira's a favorite. Are they Tennessee plays? Go ahead, give us the uh,
6: Give us the uh, we got action, Jack. You got one there, uh, Salandria.
0: Ira, tennis star Winderman versus Adrian. Still don't know how to say his last name. Wojnarowski.
3: Who's was, was, was
0: Who you got, Hawk?
6: So is it in a uh, Dan? Uh, who you got?
0: What happened? <laughs> got Ira. What happened? I
6: was. I was. Ira all day. Given my answer. And anything they do. I was just trying to get a little
0: clarification, maybe some
6: parameters. I, I was a better lover.
0: Any uh, Anything else in the headlines there, Solana? Yeah, Xavier Howard, according to head coach Brian <laughs> Flores, had knee surgery. Brian Flores wouldn't specify the nature of the surgery or if it had been planned out, but said it
3: was a successful surgery. Got scoped. That old man. Man, leave your knees alone. Nothing wrong with you. <laughs> oh man, there's something going on on the inside.
6: Anything else, uh, Solandria? Yeah,
0: guys, find Finally, a Georgia family found an owl hiding in their Christmas tree. Makes sense. But, I like, it, it, do you attribute that to anything? Like, you just, like, a lot of times
6: you just say things, and I don't know if it's a real story or not. Like, is there an attribution for that?
0: I don't know what attribution means, but I do know that is a real story.
6: But, like, in other words, if I was reporting it like you, I might say, according to the Examiner, mm-hmm. it, you know, according to NBC News, a Washington man, like, it just seems a little, I don't know, haphazard when you say something like that with no attribution.
3: I bet they found them at night because that's when they come out and roam. Who? The owls. Get it? Oh, that was <laughs> there, good. That was funny.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and you that answered. That is a
3: dad joke That there. is a
6: dad joke right there. <laughs> 50 and proud, kids. 50 and proud. That's
2: going to about do it for the best of the Joe Show. want to remind you, we will be around pretty much every single day, especially Christmas Day, a special best of Best of the Joe show. That's right. I'm running back some of the best of the best of the Joe show from 6 to 8 on Christmas Day. So if you're celebrating Christmas, listen. It's going to have a whole lot of holiday spirit for you. If you're celebrating Hanukkah, listen. It's going to have a whole lot of Hanukkah spirit. If you're celebrating Kwanzaa, you're going to have to wait a day because Kwanzaa is the day after Christmas and the week after Christmas. But nonetheless, please be listening. We'll be on during all the holiday season. You can download the podcast and listen whenever you want. Go to our website, wqam.com. Radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. I am Dan Day once again at Dan Day Radio on Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Try to kind of keep it consistent. Try to keep it consistently good with the best of the Joe show. Later,
1: Slug. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.